So this goes back to 2002. I was a junior in high school. Um, and I had run businesses before. Um, just, you know, little stuff like I used to sell cards when I was like eight years old. Like NBA cards, I would buy them, you know, for 10, 20 bucks. I'd get the Beckett magazine. I'd check like the value, future value, and I would sell them to people in the neighborhood or kids at school for a much higher price. And then I would just take that money and invest back into the business and buy more stuff. Uh, I also sold a bunch of other stuff that I'd make. Like I noticed in school, like kids were playing this devil stick game where it's like the two sticks and there's like the baton in the middle and you kind of flip it around. So I, I figured out a way to make those really cheap and I was selling those. But I'd say my first real business was uh, in high school. I was at this t-shirt uh, apparel store in the mall called Against All Odds. And this was a time when like 50 Cent was really popular, G-Unit was really popular. And there was these G-Unit t-shirts. They're just like your plain white t-shirt with some screen printed G-Unit on them. They're going for like 45 bucks. So it's like, that's ridiculous because I know somebody that can make these shirts for me for like $5 a piece. So I'm gonna do it. So I just went and I think I got a hundred made in the first run and I literally was just, I would go to the store and I would tell people like, hey, that shirt I can give you for 20 bucks. Um, don't buy it here, it's a ripoff. And I started selling them in school. I started selling them to people in the store. And then what really popped for me was eBay. It was like the early days of eBay. And if you weren't on eBay in 2002, 2003, it was the wild west. Like there was no rules at all. You could put on whatever you want there. Um, there was no verification of like counterfeit. There was also no verification of money, which was a big problem too. Like a lot of times you just had to trust that the people that were paying you actually, you know, were, were paying you with legitimate funds. Um, so I started selling dozens and then hundreds on eBay, um, which everything was going great. I was pumped. I, I'm such an idiot. Like I'm 17 years old. I thought the cool thing was I gotta go buy a nice car. So I went to, I would go to like Range Rover dealerships and these people would look at me like I'm an idiot. And I'd be like, you don't know, you don't understand. You know, I might be young, but I have I have the money. I could buy this thing in cash. And it was just like, it's so dumb when I look back on it, but I, that's what I cared about. But I think they say what the, the brain is not fully developed until you're like 25. So, you know, we all make stupid mistakes when we're younger. So everything was going great until then one day, I get a letter in the mail from an attorney. I'm like, what is this? Um, I open it up and sure enough, it's 50 cents attorney stating that we are representing our, your client, Curtis Jackson, Curtis Jackson, AKA 50 cent. Um, we know what you're doing with the t-shirt sales, the online t-shirt sales. I mean, that's what really did it was the online stuff. It just raised the profile and they, they saw the volume that I was selling. So it was an immediate cease and desist to stop using the G-Unit logo, the G-Unit brand, 50 cent brand in any form or capacity. So I was like, shit, I guess I better listen to them. Um, you know, again, being 17, I thought about like, well, how can they stop me? But then I think my parents actually saw it too. And like, just, just stop. So, you know, I was bummed out for a couple days, but you know, like I always do, like I always say I can just get dropped in the desert and I would figure out a way to make a business out of it. So. You know, I, I just, I started noticing on eBay, because uh, I was looking for something else to do now, that these Mitchell and Ness throwback jerseys were like selling like crazy. I'm like, these things are going for like three, four, five, six hundred dollars $600, you know, depending on the player. You get like that Dominique Wilkins Atlanta jersey. You got the Pistol Pete uh, Mavericks jersey. So 
you know, I ended up reaching out to one of the, the one of the accounts on there, and I was like, hey, what? I don't want to. I'm not going to pay three hundred dollars for a jersey, but can I buy in wholesale? Because that's something else that was also starting to sell in this apparel store. You know, that, that I used to go to in the mall was these jerseys were becoming popular. So again, I thought I could just kind of run the same play as the G unit thing. So um, this wholesaler, you know, kind of got back to me. He was in New York City. I live in New Jersey. Um, so it kind of worked out perfectly. He was like, yeah, I can give you these things, you know, wholesale. Uh, you just have to come to the city to meet, meet me to get these things. I'm like, okay, again, complete stranger. I'm 17 years old. I, I'm not even thinking twice. I'm like, this dude I met on eBay. Uh, from the Bronx, like seems legit. So I would literally hop on the train. I'd take an hour train ride. You know, I started going by myself, which was again, so stupid looking back on it. Met this guy, you know, from the Bronx. Uh, he was, you know, your typical, uh, I would say he was a thugged out dude from the Bronx, right? And he used to, I used to meet him outside of uh, Penn Station, Madison Square Garden. He'd come up with a huge duffel bag. Uh, or a big black garbage bag full of jerseys. So, you know, I would buy, because I had a lot of cash on hand from the t-shirt business, so I would just get my hands on as much as I could. So I would tell him, bring everything you got, which again, he could have been like, thank God this guy was somewhat trustworthy because he could have been like, okay, I'm going to bring a thousand of them knowing I had the cash on me to pay for a thousand and just like beat you with the money, right? So um I think I bought, you know, 20 in the first run. He gave them to me for like 75 to 100, uh, kind of depending what the jerseys were. I didn't care because I knew I could sell them for three, four, five, six hundred. You know, and then I would, you know, I wouldn't even look to see which ones they were because I would get home and I would. It's almost like opening a pack of baseball cards. You're like, oh, I got the Dominique Wilkins, I got the Drexler. Uh, so I just started selling them on eBay, and it was one of the most addicting feelings I've ever had. Was like when you throw up something on eBay for you know, the reserve price of like 99, the thing just starts blowing up. And then yeah, I think the first jersey I sold was almost $400, the Pistol Pete one. Um, so I'm like, wow, this is easy. Like I just made $300 on that jersey. So I immediately called him. I'm like, I need more. So I would, I would make like weekly runs into the city to get these jerseys. And then, uh, so I sell them on eBay. And then my, my friend, Steve, shout out to Steve, the Hulkster. Uh, he used to work at that apparel store. And then he was telling all the customers about me. Uh, I look back at it. I probably should have given him some commission. Maybe I did. I don't even remember. Um, actually with the G unit t-shirts, I did have like a little army of my friends, like selling these t-shirts. Um, kind of as like my sales force. It was pretty cool. Uh, so he started sending me to people and then it was just, I was getting into situations though, where like I was meeting up in parking lots and gas stations and diners to give people, you know, exchanging these bags of jerseys for large sums of money. So I started getting like, you know, kind of paranoid about that. I'm like, all right, this face to face stuff I don't like. So the internet was doing so well. I'm like, I, I'm going to stop doing that. Even though I could sell them for more money and get the cash than, you know, and, and then I actually get the physical cash in person. Um, so again, I just focused back on eBay. Um, it was all going great again. And then like the connection I had in Manhattan who was getting me these jerseys just like stopped returning my phone calls, stopped calling me back. So I waited a couple weeks, couldn't get a hold of them. I'm like, I gotta, I'm running dry right now. I gotta, I gotta pick up more jerseys. So, um, you know, I just started reaching out to more wholesalers uh, or people that were selling on eBay like me. And I'm like, hey, I, I need to buy in bulk. Um, you know, I have a little bit of a shortage. So 
Again, lessons learned. The first one, I just took the first person that was like, yeah, here we go. I have these jerseys, uh, it's 2000 bucks. So, um, you know, I sent, I sent them the 2000 bucks um, and I never heard from them. And then there was no way to get your money back. There was no fraud prote- protection on eBay. eBay was like, I'm sorry, you sent the money. That's your fault. There's nothing you can do about it. So I like, just literally lost 2000 bucks, which, you know, it was a big deal. Like I, I still had a lot of money from all this stuff I was selling, but to lose two grand when you're 17 was like kind of crushing. So, um, I, I was like, I don't trust any of these people. So I started actually again, pivoting. And what was hot too was like these Jordan shoes. And I knew they were kind of counterfeit. Um, even the jerseys, like the guy in, in New York, I would say, are these things real? And he would say, as far as I'm aware, they're real. And I knew, you know, there's a chance they weren't. But again, I was young and stupid and I just took his word for it. So, you know, back to the shoes, these Jordans were getting really popular with like the Gucci print on them, the Burberry print. And I found this couple in Texas who was making them. Um, really nice couple. I actually wish I you know, didn't uh, lose touch with them and I had their information because they were like awesome to work with. So I was doing the same thing. I was buying those shoes in bulk um, and reselling them on eBay. I, I didn't really like the shoe thing though. I was like just kind of like doing it to do it. And then my Jersey connection called me out of nowhere, like six months later. Uh, he's like, hey, I got, this is Greg. I got more jerseys, you know, when, when you're when you're ready. I'm like, I'm like, dude, what happened? I haven't heard from you in like six months. And he was like, oh, I just, you know, I had to take a little trip up north. Uh, you know, I was away for a while. And I was like, oh, okay. He went on vacation with his family. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess like he was in upstate New York or Canada or something when he said up north. And then I didn't realize until much later that, uh, you know, up north meant jail, like upstate New York, up north. Uh, so he was incarcerated. I don't know, maybe the jerseys, maybe something else. So um, I started buying the jerseys again, started pumping them on eBay. And this probably went on for like a year, maybe a little over a year. And then eBay completely shut it down. Um, they were just pulling these jerseys all off. If you know, I think it was a lot of like Mitchell and Ness, who's the company, uh, you know, who was basically saying like it has to be authenticated by us for it to sell so they were figuring something out where if it wasn't like if it didn't start at Mitchell and Ness they were pulling them down so I completely had to shut that business down it was kind of good timing anyway I was going to the senior year um, or maybe it was like the middle of senior year I was headed towards college so I kind of had to refocus and you know it's funny my dad was like you know you're gonna major in business right like sales and I was like no I'm like I'm not a salesperson he's like look at all the stuff you've been selling your whole life I'm like, yeah, but I'm not a salesperson. Like, I never actually looked at it as sales. I just looked at it like running a business. Uh, I'm like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do sales. Like, I, I just, you know, I, I don't know what I want to do, but I, I probably don't even want to go in business. And he's like, that's a huge mistake. So my dad actually made me you know, go to go into business. I didn't realize like how good I was at sales until like much later on. But um, yeah, so I went to college and, uh, you know, I took off almost entirely from selling stuff. Um, I think I was still doing like a little bit of eBay for cash during college, but I mean, there's just other things I was focused on other than, other than, uh, other than making money and, and you know, running businesses. But yeah, that's my story. Uh, I look back at it now, so many dumb things, so many dumb things, but I learned so many lessons. And like, I, I missed that. Like I, I, that was like the biggest rush I've had in my life was like, you know, was, was finding like a market need and meeting it. And then just like 
running with it for, for a long period of time. So, hey, hope you guys enjoy that. I hope to share more with you soon.